Welcome to Side of the Desk podcast, hosted by Fidelity Jobs and the Fidelity's Women's Leadership Group. We're here today to have deep discussions on the authentic experience of being a working professional in today's ever-changing workforce. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Side of the Desk. Today, you're joined by the entire side of the desk team where we'll be talking about work-life balance and if it's real. Um, Here today, we have Justin, Alicia, Mark, and me, Farah, as your hosts. Um, And we'll be talking about what it's been like um, for us returning to work, some of our habits, um, and even more. Mark, let's turn it over to you. I did just get back from vacation, so... uh you know, they all say come back rejuvenated, rejuiced, ready to go. And, you know, I, I took the last few days off, went on a nice little ski vacation, had a lot of fun and, you know, coming back and, you know, they say leaving is also just as hard. But, you know, coming back, setting myself up for success, giving myself time in the morning, uh, my first day back in to really go through those emails, understand what happened, check in with people I need to check in with. Uh, really blocking off my time has been one of those big pieces that has helped me ease back into work uh, and find that balance so I don't feel like the Sunday scaries are setting in and you know when I go back into work that I'm immediately in an 8 a.m. meeting, right? It's just setting those boundaries and making sure that everybody understands, hey, Mark just got back from vacation or you know, is about to go on vacation. Let's not completely overwhelm him with everything that needs to be done all at once. And it, it's really been successful for me the last couple of years, just having good boundaries. Yeah, I feel like if I went on a ski vacation, I would just come back exhausted. So I'm glad you're able to recharge, but I don't think skiing's for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of the relax on a beach and then come back, but um, we'll save that for a little bit later in the year. You know, it's definitely harder in the those cold months, right? You're outside, we've got daylight savings, it's dark when you wake up, it's dark when you get home from work, it's dark when you want to go to bed, which is great, but... (laughs) But then you want to go to bed too early. (laughs) Right, that's exactly it. It's 7.45 p.m. too late. (laughs) Not in my book. (laughs) So how would you all define work-life balance for yourselves? Like, what does work-life balance look like for Alicia? I think um, in the spirit of it being the beginning of the year and kind of taking a second to step back from the year you just had and reflect and um, think about, you know, what what went well and and how how do I think I can improve my work-life balance or what can I add to make myself feel a little bit more fulfilled. Um, I always think about, you know, people talk about resolutions. Um, resolutions are great if you have them. I don't think, I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves to have them. And then that over pressure results in them breaking them a couple of, um, a couple of days or weeks in or whatever. Um, you know, the gyms are super crowded because these people have all these new goals. resolutions yeah. and new goals. And it's just, um, it's great to begin those new routines and habits, but I do think it's important to give yourself some grace and, work into the routine. Um, So for me, I really want to have a great routine that I feel good about, that I can get up and I can repeat the same thing and um, I can have reasonable expectations for my day and feel accomplished at the end of it where I'm eating healthy and working out and doing well at work and able to play with my dogs and um, 
I don't know that I'd be able to just completely do a 180 and get into that. I, you know, you kind of have to ease into it, in my opinion. So having creating that work-life balance is a little bit more gradual, at least in my experience. Um, but that being said, I think it, it isn't always real. <laughs> there are times where, you know, life ebbs and flows. You have busier times or um, m- more chill times where you're able to just come home from work and lay on the couch and watch The Last of Us for six episodes straight. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I would definitely echo that where some days it just doesn't feel real. But, you know, you, you have to make it that way. I have, you know, my work-life balance is basically how can I do as much after work? You know, I'm pretty active. I like to play sports. I like to travel. And just allowing myself time, that's what it feels like to me is can I do these things after work or could I go to the gym before work or am I spending time with my dog, right? Yeah. Like those type of things where it's, you know, that's where it feels real. But then there's other times where you have deadlines and, you know, you need to make sure that you get your work done so that you can do that whole work hard, play hard mentality without actually burning out. And Justin, my question is for you. You've got two young ones. How does how does that balance? I think for me, I would define it as how do I stay balanced, meaning how do I stay even? And I think it's not getting too high. It's not getting too low. And you just said something, Mark, that resonated with me. I, I think a lot of us, you know, look for jobs or companies that say, hey, we have a great work-life balance for our employees. And Fidelity definitely gives you the tools to have a strong work-life balance. But I think realistically, your work-life balance is, is very oftentimes what you put into it. You have to commit to having that balance. You can't just expect your company or your boss or your day-to-day work to make that happen for you. So, And it's not going to be the same for everyone. Totally. So they, they almost couldn't make it happen for you. Right. And I think, you know, for me, it's I need to be in a place mentally where when I'm at work, I can focus on what I need to do and do it well. But when it's time for me to go home, I need to be able to put my day behind me so that I can do what I need to do to be successful at home and take care of my kids and, you know, have that recovery time from, you know, my day if it maybe is a little bit crazier than I expected. And I do think you need to kind of approach it one day at a time and you need to check in with yourself. Like I'll often ask myself, do I feel burnt out? Is it time for me to actually take some time off? Like, when is the last time I actually took time off? Should I maybe possibly plan a trip? Do I need to get away? Or do I need to just kind of block off some time on my calendar and not be in so many meetings and, you know, do what I need to do what's best for me? And that's sometimes just closing my email and getting my work done. And then I can go home and actually commit to, you know, the life part of work-life balance. So I think it's, Certainly different for everybody, but if you don't commit to it, you're not going to get a lot out of it. I've always had heard work-life balance as um, work-life sway, and I think it echoes with what everyone You should said. trademark that. <laughs> I feel sway. sway, like... Slay. <laughs> work-life slay. Um, I don't know that anyone uh, slays work-life. Um, they just make it look like it on uh, on their socials. Have you followed Mark or Alicia on Instagram? <laughs> Your own, too? Like, come on. <laughs> 
But I've heard it called work-life sway, where you'll have days where your work is bigger than what you'd like to do outside of work. And then alternatively, you may have days where you have more of that flexibility to sway into your passions, your family, important things to you, um, to really take advantage of that. I think for me, one of the hardest parts is like, I have massive imposter syndrome. So no matter how good of a job I'm doing, I always think I'm doing a bad job. So I feel like I need to consistently work and I have to tell myself, you're doing a good job, even though you don't always feel like it and you're entitled to like take the time that you need to recharge and to recuperate and it's okay to go on a walk like there's nothing that's going to like burn burn down I'm knocking on wood but you know there's nothing like that will be immediate if you need to take a 10 minute walk to give yourself time um, and space when you're trying to work through something at work and to give yourself that balance I don't know. I feel like for me, it's super important to get activity, to get the passions that you like. Like for me, it's cooking, also eating um, and (laughs) definitely eating. Can echo that (laughs) (laughs) and taking and taking photos of it all all at the same time. And and, um, you know, I, I think also traveling, right, like trying to pursue these passions while at the same time trying to be at the peak of your professional career is sometimes feels like it's difficult but it's always just this balance of like how do you manage all of these things yeah i I definitely hear the phrase you know i've I've sacrificed you know parts of my life for my career and i don't want to be the one that sets that right it's always scary to hear that like i love my life and i love my job and i'm happy because i'm someone who's able to say that because of you know who we work for and what our jobs are but you know, sacrificing is not the word that you know, I, I would want to use. It's, you know, setting myself up for success and saying it's okay to go take a walk. Or sometimes I run into a really difficult problem and I can't figure out how to solve it. And I'll turn around and I'll work on a puzzle for 15 minutes. And because of that time away, my brain solved the issue. You know, there's a lot of studies out there about, you know, solving math problems and then turning around and like, cooking a meal and all of a sudden you figured out the math problem I mean it's really crazy what your brain can do it's like when I'm doing the wordle and I like go do something else and then I come back and I'm like oh obviously it's this exactly that (laughs) obviously obviously that and it's it's one of those things that giving yourself permission to take a step back from work can help you move forward in work and it's it's a really paradoxical thing to say Yeah. And I think for me personally, transparently speaking, I think it's harder than ever in 2023 to have a balance. And I don't even mean this in relation to work, but I think in terms of our phones and technology and just constantly being connected to everything, even each other, our friends, our family, it is so hard to take a step back and have that time for yourself where you truly feel like you can get away. At least I do. I feel like I long for the day sometimes when I was a kid and I could just go run outside and play sports and I didn't have a phone blowing up every two seconds or, you know, a TV that had all these great shows. Like, don't get me wrong. I love 
uh, all the great, you know, things we have in our life right now that, that entertains us and keeps us engaged. But I do think that sometimes the challenge I have is really turning off and, and getting away from everything. And, you know, maybe I need to start playing some sports with you, Mark, because <laughs> it, it can be a lot. I think, you know, sometimes I, you know, I've, I've tried some different things lately that have helped me, you know, putting my phone in, in the drawer and like reading before bed, I definitely sleep better. It, it is amazing. Some of the, the little things, you know, if, if I'm working remotely, you know, making sure I go for a walk outside or, or even at the office. But, um, I, I just have personally found it more challenging than ever in, in today's day and age to, to have that balance sometimes. And I think you need to remain consistent in order to see any of that change. Um, but what's hard about remaining consistent with things like that is everything else around you is always changing. So whether you're changing roles or being promoted it, it, or, you know, having a life event outside of work, that's going to impact how your work-life balance is swaying. I think one of the things that's also really interesting, um, Justin, to your point of technology, and I think we've echoed this a lot, this concept of social media where we look at people and we see their successes, we see, you know, what they're doing personally and professionally, whether it's on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok, Snapchat. Do people use Snapchat? I do. Okay. <laughs> At Fidelity Jobs on all of those channels. <laughs> but through any kind of social channel um, that people have, I think we always want to convey that we're living this life, this idealized life. But the reality is, as I think those are just highlight reels that people have where there's far more than what meets the eye. And I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to say, well, this person has this amazing job they do incredible at work they this have expensive a gr- car this yep. expensive crazy vacation car, like beautiful family yep. like you know anything that you could potentially want and you know in in reality i think like everyone struggles with this um work-life balance this work-life sway like doesn't matter who you are and i think it's it's you know, it's a very complicated world. We're plugged in technologically and then, um, you know, combined with trying to just figure out your life and um, use using the return to work uh, more consistently on site. I think it's, it's also a change for the companies, right? Like companies have never had to bring people back from working remotely after a global pandemic. Totally. <laughs> and, and I think, look, seasonal depression is really a real thing for, for people. And, you know, throughout COVID, especially during those those winter months like we're in now like it can be really hard when you feel trapped inside and i think you know we probably all feel that we need to make a greater effort during those months to do some different things to to keep ourselves balanced i mean i will say just getting into the office more during these months and having that human interaction even like we're having today is a huge boost every single time you know that that's been a big thing for me especially this time of year yeah leaning into that has been really awesome um i think that if you can take advantage of that human interaction you know helps you build casual connections with people outside your business unit inside your business unit you know you show up as a team player you can take advantage of some of the on-site perks maybe your company has amenities like we just got a new gym at one of our sites it is gorgeous um so i'm still on my resolution of going to the gym so thank you fidelity (laughs) for providing me that platform to succeed (laughs) 
Uh, one of the things I used to do in um, one of my prior roles was every day at the same time, uh, me and one of my coworkers would just get up from our desk and go for a walk, which is not really feasible in the winter months when it's you know below freezing. It's not something you want to do. It's important whether you're at home or in the office just to take a second for yourself, whether it's five minutes between meetings or just taking the dog out for you know 15, 20 minute walk, right? Just something to just kind of recharge yourself, get everything flowing again, and then you know hop right up on that wagon. I think for my team, it's um, very much ice cream Thursdays. So at Fidelity, we have this tradition where... We do? Uh, uh, well, in Smithfield. Oh my gosh, um, I've been missing out. You need to come up to Rhode Island. <laughs> I do. Tell us more about this. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so in one of our sites, we offer on Thursdays um, this opportunity to buy ice cream. But, you know, this ice cream is a weighted ice cream bar. Um, so you can choose whatever of the like twenty ice cream. I need to hear zero more details. I am sold. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia's in. Alicia, you you can join our team. Not that I have any authority on this. <laughs> um, but you can choose a variety of flavors, whatnot, toppings. You guess the weight after it. But it's a big team bonding event where you know I had gone to get ice cream with a few of my teammates, and then of course everyone around. Um, was like wow it's ice cream thursday i forgot um and you know everyone went to it because it's like this massive tradition in um in our site and yeah it's all it's always great it's like great to like build these traditions and that camaraderie and like the big my team is very competitive so they're like we are gonna guess to the three cent mark and, oh my gosh you know it's <laughs> wow. it's been it's been tough with inflation because i think we've all been off <laughs> So, um, so we'll be buying a lot more ice cream in the coming months to uh, to we, get better at predicting. We got to build our own cookies here in Boston, which was really fun. I know that was uh, quite a calorie-filled day. And then I remember walking back to the elevators to go back to my desk, and they had brought in all of these puppies that our employees got to pet. And we have some real dog lovers and owners here on our on our Sorry. podcast. And it was amazing. And I mean, I really appreciate how, you know, getting back into the office more, Fidelity's trying to balance that out for us and working really hard to, to give us, you know, different perks to keep us happy and help us feel like we have the support, you know, readjusting back to, you know, this new way of, of the working world. I uh, did not know that there was puppies at work as a benefit. Oh, there are puppies at work. It's fantastic. Man, I've been missing out on all this stuff. Listen to Side of the Desk. You find out all sorts of stuff. <laughs> You're right, Mark. You're so right. One thing that's interesting to me, because I've been in my role for a little while here at Fidelity, but all three of you have had different roles here, some very recently. Like, How has that impacted your work-life balance and adjusting? What has that been like? I think I'm probably the the most recent um, in a new role. Um, for me, it's been a really big shift because my last role is um, was very different than my current role is, than my new role. Um, so something that I've had to work on is just my own learning style, like becoming familiar with my um, learning style and, and being patient with myself and knowing that some days I'm just going to sit there and listen to 
all this information and attend meetings with people I don't know yet and not really understand what they're talking about and just have to stay engaged and take notes and ask follow-up questions and meet with teammates to try to gain context and, um, you know, prepare myself the best I can. But some some days I finish uh, the day and I feel like I didn't do anything. Um, and I know I was in meetings and I was taking notes and I was, you know, quote unquote, doing things all day. But then at the end of the day, I, I don't feel very accomplished. Um, and that's a normal part of being new. It's a normal part of onboarding. And, and I know that, you know, I won't be new forever. So I'm trying to soak up as much information as I can to help expedite that. But just kind of giving myself the grace to to not feel like I am accomplishing all that much at work. Um, I'm very accomplishment driven. Like I really like to be striving for my best all the time and it doesn't feel like that right now. So I keep having to remind myself, um, it's okay, this isn't gonna last forever. Just use this time to grow and learn, get your foundation set and then you know eventually you'll be off and running. Um, so for me, my, my work-life balance is, it's definitely changed um, and it's thrown off a little because I went from being the total subject matter expert, knowing all the answers to any question about my one specific thing to knowing nothing. <laughs> so it's been, um, it's been a little intimidating and challenging, but um, you know, like we've been talking about, it ebbs and it flows. Mark, I know you just recently were promoted as well. Yeah, it, and I would say number one, starting a new role when you're used to being the person, it's just humbling, mm-hmm. right? You don't know anybody. You don't know anything. Right, <laughs> even if you do know people, you're starting to learn what are you talking about? What is the jargon over here? What are the what are the acronyms <laughs> that they use? Uh, you know, what are you looking for? And, and it's just really how much are you able to take on because you don't want to take on too much but you don't want to take on a little because it is that you want to be a sponge and soak everything up you don't want to be a sieve and just let it all kind of fall through that's definitely the hard part of being new and I'm also really excited because we hired this new person on our team who's the same way where she's soaking everything up and asking all the questions and actively participating and she's come to me and said hey I don't am I contributing am I doing everything okay and I'm sitting there just so happy because she's asking all of these questions that I wish I had thought of when I started and I asked a bunch of questions. And asking questions is definitely the the way to feel, I think, a little bit more accomplished. But man, it's really humbling just figuring out why am I mentally exhausted if I've not done anything in (laughs) that day? That's exactly right. (laughs) Information overload. Yeah. Farah, I know you've done a lot here. Love to hear your thoughts on that one. I would say I'll offer a somewhat different perspective. Um, In my current role, I've had different, I've worn different hats. Um, And I'd say one of the biggest differences or one of the biggest things that I've had to learn with work-life balance was when I worked on a team that had developers who um, were not located in uh, the US. We were an international team. which was amazing, super cool. Um, We cut through multiple time zones, so the time difference between us and our developers was 12 hours. So when we were starting our day, they were ending their day. So 8 a.m., 8 p.m., 8 p.m., 8 a.m. So um, one of the hardest things for me was really developing a work-life balance where we were working really closely with our developers. We had to build out requirements, share information with them, but we needed 
to talk to them in person because sometimes there were things that were potentially lost if they were just in an email um, or potentially lost if it was just written. One of the most effective ways to communicate, um, especially when you're doing things like development, not only is just building out requirements, but also giving context, which is helpful to do in in-person or video conferences. Um, so trying to balance where your day was starting at 8 and their day was starting at 8 p.m. their time, you know, you were potentially working 12 to 14 hours, but, you know, you had that flexibility to take the time during the day that you needed, but it felt like it was so hard to balance. So I had to, again, give myself permission and try and figure out, like, how do I work through um, this routine um, to make sure our developers are getting the information that they need um, and I'm still able to like balance work and home and everything in my life. So I think like in terms of like roles, that's been one of the most challenging things has been working on an international team, but it's given me an opportunity to really put boundaries as to, okay, at 9 PM, I'm no longer accepting emails. I'm going to finish up what I need. Um, but I've also had the opportunity to work on teams where, you know, that's not necessarily the case, where it's very much, you know, you're working on independent work or maybe your hours are more constrained to that nine to five hour um, and everything else is just really on your home, on your own time. So just trying to balance, um, you know, those different team dynamics that you might have um, working across different time zones and so on and so forth. Um, so this has been a really productive conversation. As we're wrapping up the episode, um, hoping we can just talk through maybe one piece of advice our listeners might be able to take away from this conversation. Mark, why don't we start with you? I, I think the best advice for work-life balance I got is you know, make it your own. Right? Don't feel constrained by what the rest of your team is doing. Make it work for you. Uh, I'll pass it. Justin, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I would say keep track of what you're actually doing day to day, not necessarily just in your job, like every single task, but, you know, write down what's bothering you or where you feel like you're getting stuck and then look at it. I think before you can make changes, you need to kind of, you know, face what's actually wrong or holding you up from feeling balanced. So I would definitely make sure that you don't keep doing the same things over and over again. I think that's the definition of insanity in many ways. So change up what you're doing, try new things uh, and and see what works for you. Yeah, I was going to say something along the same lines, Justin. Be honest with yourself about what what you want to get out of your day and, and what you actually can get done. Because um, you can have all these different expectations and, um, you know, try to pack 87 things into one day, but you're probably not going to be successful at doing all of those things every single day. Um, so give yourself some grace, make yourself a realistic and honest plan, um, and then try to just keep up with the consistency. Don't let, you know, one day of not hitting your target, hitting your goal, or one unbalanced day throw off the rest of it. Just let it be the one day and then get right back on the horse. I would say if your role allows for it, figure out how you like to work and what works for you. Some people are morning people. I'm not one of them. <laughs> um, some people are night people. 
And if you tend to work better in a certain way and your role allows you to do it, take the time that you need to like really prep yourself and solve the problems that you need to solve at your job. I think all of those are great tips and hopefully you all as our listeners will be able to take our tips and our discussion today um, to help you create a work-life balance that helps you feel centered and is sustainable and you can keep it consistent to help yourself um, succeed. As always, thank you to our creative solutions team for helping us put together these episodes. And we thank you for your listenership. Please let us know if you have any ideas or write us a review in the comments. Please like and subscribe. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this Side of the Desk episode and thank you to our recording studio and editors who made our episodes possible. For more information about working at Fidelity, check out fidelitycareers.com.